Hello, and welcome to Peak Perspective, the podcast series that examines key challenges relating to insurance and risk that face the aerospace industry. I'm Marcel Chad, President of Peak Risk Partners. These podcasts provide a deeper insight into the topics that are relevant to our sector, including claims, analytics, ESG, and the power of partnerships. Hello, I'm Mark Hugh Williams, a senior partner at Peak Risk Partners. In this episode, we're discussing the power and importance of partnerships, focusing particularly on airline loyalty programs. We'll be looking at what the key fundamentals of these programs really are. What are the key ingredients? Is it trust, communication, understanding, value? We'll also be exploring how these partnerships have changed in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I'm delighted that joining me today is Len Laguno, founder and managing partner of Kairos Insights, a highly specialized actuarial firm. Actually, unlike most actuaries that work in insurance, Kairos works specifically with loyalty programs. So hi, Len. Welcome and very many thanks for joining me. Hey, Mark. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. We're going to start talking about airline frequent flyer partnership programs, but Surely survivability was the biggest issue for airlines in COVID-19. So why now? Why is it a good time to be talking about this issue? It's a great time to be talking about loyalty programs for and frequent flyer programs for airlines because a lot of these airlines have actually used their loyalty programs to help them survive through the pandemic. You know, a lot of them have used these, these frequent flyer programs as collateral to secure massive loans. And it's those loans that have, you know, allowed them to, to have the cash flow to be able to stay afloat. What's really interesting here, Mark, is because of these, these massive loans, there's been all kinds of new disclosures that these airlines have made. And, you know, these disclosures were really interesting because in some sense, they, they validated what a lot of us in the industry already knew, which is, these FFPs, frequent flyer programs, are massively profitable businesses, right? And to give you an example, United Airlines values the Mileage Plus program at $22 billion. American Airlines values their program at $24 billion. Astronomical numbers. And, you know, it's worth pointing out that that's even more valuable than the airline itself, right? Right. So, you know, COVID has really reframed our view of, of frequent flyer programs as an incredibly valuable financial asset. And I don't think a lot of the industry really had that much appreciation for it uh, as much as, as we do uh, today. Okay, that's very interesting. Presumably within that, there's, you've seen a huge amount of innovation and evolving partnerships. I imagine, you know, airlines looking at innovations in terms of trying to retain their, their partnerships and their loyalty from the customers. So I wonder if you could bring that to life for us. A couple of examples just to whet the appetite of the listeners. With airline traffic not really expected to return to pre-pandemic levels until 2024 and perhaps beyond, you know, airlines really need a good way to stay engaged with their customers and maintain that relationship. Uh, and the loyalty program or the frequent flyer program is a great tool for that. In particular, setting up partnerships uh, with other companies so that you can create opportunities for members to continue to earn and redeem points, even though they're not flying, right? I think an incredible example of this is what Air Canada did it, uh, with with Starbucks in, in Canada. They created... a uh, Basically, the ability to link up your Starbucks rewards program with your uh, aeroplan program. And basically, every time you buy a coffee at Starbucks, 
you're not only going to earn Starbucks points, but you're also going to get Aeroplan miles, right? Uh, so it's an incredible way for Starbucks to get access to the the massive customer base uh, of Air Canada. So it's a win for them. It's also a massive win for Air Canada because they're basically able to continue to have daily engagement with a lot of people every t- every single morning when they're getting their coffee, right? So it's a great example of how partnerships uh, can be really useful during this time. Absolutely fascinating to hear that. And you've been talking about the the advantages, the benefits, the opportunities, the excitement. To what extent do you feel airlines within their own own corporate organizations collaborate? How do they bring those strands together? Because presumably you've got customer services, you, you've got the relationship side of the airline business, then you've got the hard financial side of the business. How do those two elements or more collaborate? And are there missed opportunities there, do you think? I think it's a really interesting question. And it's almost getting at this idea of partnership within the organization uh, and where are the opportunities to optimize that. I think that there is an opportunity to, to improve the collaboration between finance and marketing. Uh, there, there is a direct link between the frequent flyer program and enterprise value creation. And that's pretty obvious when you know, you're an airline like United or American Airlines that's selling points to the banks at an incredible margin uh, and at an incredible volume. Right. But even at a more basic level, you know, these frequent flyer programs represent one of the best levers you have to engage with customers and increase the likelihood that they come back and spend again in the future. Right. Right. And so if you have an effective loyalty program, you therefore are improving retention, which means there's more profit in the future, which means enterprise value is being created. So there's a direct link between the frequent flyer program and enterprise value creation. What's interesting here is. You know, so much of that is finance related, but, but finance folks usually aren't advocates for loyalty programs. Um, in a lot of cases, they're quite skeptical of the benefit of a loyalty program, which in some sense is understandable, right? Because you're, you're getting the certainty of the uh, gigantic liability on your balance sheet and costs associated with that every time you issue a point. And what you're getting in return is uncertain benefits far off into the future in terms of you know, improved retention. And so that sort of certain certain cost, uncertain future benefit uh, makes it very difficult to get clarity around the economics and, and the ROI. And I think as a result of that, you know, you, we see, we've seen a lot of frequent flyer programs devaluing their programs over the past several years, uh, which, which gives you short-term gains and short-term profitability, but at the risk of destroying enterprise value if you're destroying long-term retention, right? And so, you know, what's nice here, and I think maybe your audience will will find this interesting, is, hey, the actuarial toolbox is actually really good at bringing clarity to that uncertainty. What actuaries do is we value uncertain future cash flows, right? And we've been doing this for 100 years. Right. And so we can bring sort of a unique lens to, to loyalty programs. Uh, and I'm, I'm hopeful that what we'll see is, you know, the actuarial toolbox can sort of sit between finance and marketing and, and help them collaborate a little bit better. So maybe make that critical link between the two faculties. Interesting. So let me just, perhaps as a a final question, just bring it back to the basics of of what we're talking about here, which is all around the world of risk and insurance and opportunity as well. So if there were three key messages, three takeaways for the audience today, what, what would they be, Len? Number one, 
let's not forget that there is a direct link between an FFP, a frequent flyer program and enterprise value creation. You can either sell points at a great margin uh, or, or just at a more basic level, use the FFP to improve customer retention, right? Ultimately, that means more profits in the future, means enterprise value creation. That there, that's the opportunity, right? We want to tune that. The second thing to keep in mind here is with that opportunity comes risks. And there's two key important risks that, that all frequent flyer programs have. One is this idea of financial risk. You know, you have to book a liability every single time you issue a point to a member, which means you have to estimate the costs of those points when they're eventually redeemed far into the future. It's very difficult to estimate that. And we've seen companies do that very, very poorly to the point where, you know, they misestimate it for years and years and years and accumulate this, this financial burden. Eventually they realize it and they and they, and they say, wow, you know, we have a $30 million hole in our balance sheet. We have a $100 million hole in our balance sheet. You know, nobody wants to be the person that has to go to their CFO with that message, right? And so there's a real financial risk and, and financial volatility that can come if you don't do that correctly. Again, the actuarial toolbox can, can be helpful for that. Mm-hmm. Then the other risk here is enterprise value risk, right? Are the program management decisions that you're making today, are they improving or destroying customer longevity and customer lifetime value? Um, if you're destroying it, then you could be really hurting the enterprise value of the airline. And, uh, and of course, that's, that's a bad thing and, and presents a, a, a very material risk. So the third po- thing I'll point out here is to be able to, you know, it's quite challenging to manage this risk-reward trade-off because so much of it is a function of uncertain future cash flows. But again, as I pointed out earlier, you know, the actuarial toolbox can really be helpful to bring clarity to those uncertain future cl- cash flows so you get a better picture of the economics and the ROI. Uh, so bringing the actuarial perspective and that lens to the management of loyalty programs can bring sort of a unique uh, new insight that can help optimize the performance of the program over the long term. Thank you to my guest, Len Laguno. Again, founder and managing partner at Kairos Insights. Very many thanks indeed. I'm sure I speak on behalf of everybody. Thanks, Mark. Great to be here. Thanks for listening to Peak Perspective, the podcast that examines the biggest challenges facing the aerospace industry relating to insurance and risk. We hope you found this interesting and relevant. And if you want to join the conversation, please do get in touch with one of the team. You can also follow us on social media.